Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversation about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a happier and healthier you. Now here's your host, Randy Boyd. Greetings. Welcome to this episode of Healing Courageously. On this episode, we're going to talk about regret. You know, it's a, I think we all have regrets sometime in our life. We regret something that we've done, so on and so forth. And uh, I want to talk and bring some light into the word regret. I guess that's the word, I, what I want to say. But first, let's talk about, you know, what is regret? Regret is simply... To feel sorry or dissatisfied about something, something we might have done, something we might have said to somebody, you know, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that, I wish I wouldn't have said that, and, you know, I think we all have those, but I, what I want to talk about is, do why, why, why do we have to walk around with regret? You know, it, it's the same thing as a mistake, I made a mistake, I made a mistake. Instead, why don't we... Why can't we look at any kind of regret or quote-unquote mistake as a learning opportunity? You know, it, and I can understand if you, you know, we, we like I said, we made some mistakes. It's like, God, I wish I wouldn't have done that. You know, what, it's so stupid, you know, I'm really going to regret this for the rest of my life. And no, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to regret anything for the rest of their life. You shouldn't have to pay for anything that you saw, said or done that, wasn't politically correct, so to speak, or offended somebody. Um, I don't think we need to pay for it for the rest of our life. I don't think we need to pay for it for that long of a period of time at all. I think, you know, I feel the best thing to do is just to say, okay, I made a mistake. Or, I like to say, I don't even like using the word mistake, but, you know, I wanted to do the same with my best intentions in this meeting, and, you know, things kind of got away from me. So, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up over it. What can you learn from it? It, it? We have to look at everything that happens to us as a learning, as a, as a, as a teaching, um, teaching lesson. What, 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 what did the, what did the issue that you, you're saying you regret? What did it teach you? Right, and, and that way you can you can dive into that and say, okay, well, hmm. You know, I, I had this whole presentation planned out. I had it laid out. I had it written out. I practiced it. I practiced it. I practiced it. I'm like, I'm not talking about this one. I'm talking about something that, you, you know, somebody might have done. You've had it approved by your professors or by the people to be the power to be, right? It's perfect the way it's laid out. If something happens along the way and you just happen for some reason to go off script and it really turned out bad. You might have thought that it was going to enhance your your, um, your presentation. Who knows, right? So we, we have to learn from it. So that's the time that we can sit down and get our mentors or a teacher or whoever knows you and knows your path, knows your thought patterns, 
knows your calling, knows your whoever knows that about you and has been traveling with you and say, hey, what, what went wrong here? What went wrong? You know, I felt like I had this thing all dialed in, and then for some reason I decided to go left when I should have gone right. And then sit down with that person and, and listen to what they have to say. Take some constructive criticism. Don't let your regret carry you for the rest of your life. It, it, it's just not necessary. Right? One of the first things we have to do in the, in the so-called regret, okay, I'm, I'm using those terms very loosely because my belief is that, you know, we really don't have to regret nothing. We learn from it. So the very first thing that we have to do with any kind of regret like that is we have to remember that whatever it is that happened, it just happened. It, it's, it's over with. You know, you made the wrong choice, said the wrong thing, went in the wrong direction. Whatever it is, it's done. And it, who says that it has to be right or wrong? You, you made a choice based on what you believed at that point in time was going to be the correct thing to say or do. I don't, you know, when I was working with my therapist about all this stuff, right or wrong, what, what, why did it have to be right? Why does it have to be wrong? It was just a choice that you made at that point in time. You know, and, and maybe, maybe you know, in, in your eyes or like in, in my eyes, a lot of times I've thought I've said something that, that didn't make no sense. But then to somebody or a lot of people, as I've had people tell me, no, it was perfect. Absolutely, it was perfect. It, it flowed right into what you were saying. So that's why it's important to really work with, 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 a, with a mentor. And then own it. Just whatever it is, own it. Extreme ownership. Don't be pointing your finger at this person or that person. or Just own it, whatever it is. If it was a perfect presentation, I'm using presentation just as an example. If it was a perfect presentation, you get all social kudos, don't let it go to your head. Let it go to your heart. People come up, all congratulate you, and hey, you know, that was great. Thank you. I like hearing that. You don't have to, you don't have to get your ego all blown up because you start doing really good work. Let it go to your heart because your heart is what people are listening to. So just own whatever it is. Whatever happened, it happened. It's done and over with. You can't go back and change it, and you can't worry about the future. Worry about, and don't even worry about it. Just take that moment in time and learn from it. And then the next one is learn from it. Try and take an objective view of what happened. Why did you decide what you did? This is, an, 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 this is not an opportunity to bash yourself, okay? but rather to examine the event critically. Oh, sorry, I thought my light was coming down on me. My bad. Um, again, learn from it. Don't be beating yourself up over it. Okay, it's done and over with. And beating yourself up over it is going to do nothing to change the fact that whatever was done was done. Learn from it. Work with that, work with that mentor, right? Get, get some good critique from people that you trust. You know, everybody's kind of want to give you some kind of critical critique along the way. There's no, there's no doubt. I mean, have, and if, they didn't, if you didn't ask for it, if it's somebody you don't know or whatever, you don't, don't, don't just take it with a grain of salt. You, 
you know, I surround myself with people that I trust that are going to tell me, yeah, maybe you should have, maybe you could have done it here, you know, done this here or said this over here. Okay, cool. All right. But it's critical that you have a community of people around you that you can trust wholeheartedly and that they have your best interests in mind, okay? That they have your best interests in mind and all they want to do is see you succeed because if you succeed, they're going to succeed. And, and, and that's, I can tell you that from owning a business for 20 years is that my business was successful because yes, I was at the driver's seat. I'm like, that was my job. But if it wasn't for my employees, my business would have been nothing, period. I couldn't have done it by myself. I trusted my employees. They trusted me. We had great, I had great relationships with most of them. I had 80 employees, so you can't be with everybody. Right? Write out what you would like. If you regret a lost or found relationship, a career choice, a financial uh, decision, an educational experience, and instead of focusing on what if I had, focus on what I want. A lot of people say you can't you can't revisit the past. Well, I disagree. We have to revisit the past. But we're not staying there. We have to revisit it to see what adjustments we can make down the line. When you get done with something, like I say, get those people to critique you, then you write down what you want to do. What can I do? What could I have done better? What could I have done that really would have pushed this over the edge? And this is based on whatever mentors you have helping you and some of your own thoughts, right? Um, you know, it, it could just be that simple that. Wow, you know, I had, like I said earlier, I had my presentation all worked out. It was all approved by everybody. It was great. And for some reason, I decided to go left when I should have gone right. So from now on, I'm going to follow the script as I wrote it. Because that's what works. If there's questions, then I'll answer the questions. But I'm not going to go off in another direction where I've already figured this thing's going to go in one direction. And you got you, you got to be willing also in those times to be willing sometimes to go with the flow. It's not necessarily changing direction. Sometimes you got to go with the flow for a little bit and then pull them back over on the direction that you were heading. So write down what what it is that you want. Because you start thinking, well, what if? What if a nuclear bomb dropped on us right now? All the what is in the world ain't going to change nothing. You're not going to be here anymore. So it's not what if. It's what can I do to make it better? What did I learn and how can I change it? How can I make it better? How can I make sure that I stay on topic? What do I have to do? What did I learn from that whole lesson that I, I gave back there that I feel like I just roy royally botched? What did I learn? Write it all out. R write what you want to see. Tell you, I don't, I don't think people understand the true power of writing and journaling. I, I, I just, I'm convinced of that. You know, it's like my wife and I have done a lot of journaling. I mean, when I was in early recovery, I've got, I don't know how many journals I have around here that are filled up because it's what I, it's what helped me 
discover myself, discover God, discover the things in me that I, it helped me so much. And when you, it's, it's the power of, of putting the, 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 the words on paper, and we suggest don't use the computer, write it out with a pencil and paper. Let the, let the thoughts flow from your head, down through your arm, onto the paper. It's, it's amazing what can happen. The power of journaling, the power of writing stuff down is unbelievable. Become entranced by today. Be entranced by today. Turn your attention to senses. Smell, taste, hear, and enjoy whatever it is you are doing at a greater level than you have done before. Really engage with the world. Notice things you haven't noticed before. The resolve to be present with whatever is going on. You know, I'm a sunrise and sunset guy, and I have been all my life. I mean, when I was a teenager, I was surfing when the sun came up. I was surfing when the sun came down. I'm an outdoorsman. I'm outside a lot with a, with, with the sun, the sunset, the sunrise and sunset, watching the world come alive. I mean, there's, there, to me, there's two times in the day that there's no better display of God's creativity than sunrise and sunset. There's never two of them that are alike. There's never two that are alike. And the colors that come out at those times of the day are absolutely amazing, right? So about six months, maybe a close, maybe closer to a year, we were, my wife and I were driving down Betty Ford. We were going west on a country club about four or five in the evening time, right at sunset, and the sun was setting over San Jacinto. I remember I looked at my wife, and I says, Hey, Kath, I go, have the sunsets really always been that beautiful out here? And she said this to me. Yeah, you've just been missing them, Randy. What? What do you mean I've been missing them? I see it. Randy, you've been missing them. And I went, wow, that's powerful because I was seeing them. But I wasn't seeing the beauty within them because I was so caught up in the past of what happened to me and still worrying about the future a little bit. But that I can never, that, that rocked my world that night. She said that to me, right? I'm seeing them, but I'm not seeing the beauty in them. One of my mentors says, Randy, when you go out, coffee shop, dinner, wherever you go, just sit, be still, and listen to people. It's, it's amazing how we're so caught up in this world, right? Everything that's around it that we, we forget about what's in front of us right now, this minute. You, you got to understand that all, all we're guaranteed is this minute. This next breath is all we're guaranteed. I'm not even guaranteed to finish this sentence or this word. In a heartbeat, in the, in the, in the flash of, in the, in the blink of an eye, I could be gone. And I remember I was at a Starbucks one morning getting coffee, and I was just sitting down. Little kid in his pajamas, and he was with dad, you know, white, you know, wiping his eyes. I'm a father. I was just like amazed at these little kids and and how they react in the morning and how they how they you know they love their father and their father was being to them. Then I had one of my um, one of my one of my uh, nieces we were out camping in the desert. You know, she was Aunt Kathy, my my wife, you know, she 
does all sorts of goofy stuff. And they, they got her dressed up in some goofy little clothes. I mean, it was all nice. It was fun. But I just watched her. I was amazed at how she just would dance around and around in a circle, not a care in the world. She was right there in that moment. That's all she cared about was right there. But I was right there with her, and I saw it, and I just go, man, that's so beautiful. I missed so many of those times. So come back to the moment that you're living in. Because if, if we're worried about the past, if we're worried about the future, you're missing so much that's right in front of you. If you're still regretting something that, something that you did back in high school to somebody, why? Why? I mean, that person likely forgot all about you. Move on. Have fun in life. Let your regrets become a lesson. And then make a plan for something you can do that might help to cancel out what you regret. For example, if you didn't spend enough time with your kids growing up and now they won't visit you much, how about volunteering in an orphanage or joining an organization like Big Brothers or Big Sisters? You know, that, that's a great idea. But I got a better suggestion. If you're regretting today, not spending enough time with your kids, then do something about it. Do something about it. Because I can tell you right now that, not, like I said earlier, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. My kids, I ran a business. I never missed any of my, my kids' games. Never. Because my family was my number one ministry. My business didn't suffer. My, my action, my, my business benefited because I was such a family man. And I really believe that God blessed me with my business because I was honoring what a family's supposed to be. And, and when, when you go, when you visit, when you go to your, your, your children's game or recital or whatever it might be, be present. Two hours. Turn your phones off. Don't get caught up in business. Be there for your children so that they know that you're there for them. We have a, he's a really good friend and he's a really good you know, father in the sense that he was, he was always, always at his son's ball games and whatever we had, he was there. He was a great, he was a great guy, always participated. And he worked for, I believe, Verizon or one of the big phone companies. And he would show up to the games. He, would, he was always at every game, right? And unless he was out of town, he was there. But he always had a phone in his ear. Pretty much the whole game, he was always on the phone for the most part. And he smoked like a chimney. Well, he was flying back on business and he was in Atlanta and dro dropped out of a heart attack. So it's, it's, we've got to take care of ourselves for today so that we don't regret later on what we didn't do with our children. I, I hear it so many times. 
because I, th I honestly believe that most of the things that we regret, use that word regret loosely, right? Again, if we're, if we're looking at our regrets as a lesson, where we're going to learn from it, then we got to make the change. If we have regrets and we're learning from them, but not doing about, nothing about it, nothing's going to change. So it's important that action is involved in everything that we do. I'm not saying you're a bad person if you, if you, if you have a regret or whatever like that. Hey, we, we all do it, but it's like, wait a minute. I got my neighbor, he calls me on this stuff all the time because we have these kind of talks. And what did you learn from it? Let's, let's get to that point so you can move on with your life. If you're not spending enough time with your kids now, make it once a month where just you and your kids go somewhere. Leave your business phone at home, whatever you got to do. Spend some quality time with your sons and your daughters. You can throw, you, you can provide everything monetarily that, that every child desires. Nice homes, vacations, you know, nice car, whatever. You provide all that stuff. If if you are able to do that, that's great. But I was at I was at a recovery center. I talked to a guy there. It was it was a kid. I say kid. He was in his thirties, and um, it was family weekend. And I says, Hey, your are your is your family, your mom and dad coming over here for family weekend? And man, I'm telling you, he slammed his fist on the table so hard I thought he was going to break it and said, F my mom and F my dad. All they ever do is throw money at me. They're never here for me. Kids was crying out for his parents. I wouldn't want to be his father. I, re I really wouldn't. I don't know if I could live with that. My kids love me. Yeah, I, I had a hard time for a while. My kids respect me, they love me, and they look up to me. That's because I honor them for who they are. If you keep driving with your eyes on what you've left behind, you're bound to eventually crash. Take the steps to get your eyes back on the road and see the scenery of today and focus on where you're going. Quit focusing on the past. Learn from it. Every once in a while, take a glance back to see how far you've come. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Ten most common regrets, and I'm, I'm not going to, probably won't go through them all, but I'm going to go through a couple of them. Oh, here's a good one. I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Hmm. That's powerful. That's powerful. Don Miguel Ruiz goes into this in his book, The Four... Um, oh, no, I just... <laughs> four Agreements. Sorry about that. Four Agreements. Live the life for you. Don't live it for your mom. Don't live it for your dad. Don't live it for your pastor. Don't live it for your grandma and your grandpa. It's your life. Do what you're going to enjoy doing. 
you know, I've talked to several people that have become lawyers or doctors or somewhere like that because if they didn't do it, they would be cut out of the trust fund. But they didn't want to do it. They were miserable doing it. Yeah, they made good livings, but they, they, they would rather have done other things. Live for yourself, not for anybody else. What's going to make you happy? If you're married, you have a family, that's a responsibility that we have to make sure we take care of. But <clears throat> that's really your number one responsibility. Not your mother, not your father, not your grandparents, not your pastors. Nobody. Your family. Enjoy life. Look at too many people, one of the groups that they live with is that they, they didn't do more in life. Well, I'll do it when I retire. And they don't retire. They never make it. They're working so hard to get to the glory land of retirement and they have a heart attack. Or they get to the glory land of, of retirement and they just fall apart. They fall to pieces. They can't figure out how to live life. There, there, there's one thing I'll tell you that my wife and I, probably the hardest struggles we've had in our life, other than when I was going through my addiction, but... This is the emptiness, the emptiness syndrome. You know, because we we had a great relationship. We got married. We had fun. She's my best friend. Everything we just meshed really good. And then we had the kids, right? And so, yeah, naturally, a moms moms are completely different than dads when it comes to kids. I, I I just fully believe that. Now that's my opinion, but I just fully believe it. I see it all the time. So now we have the kids, and our focus turns from each other. To the kids, right? And it's just—it's natural. It's—it it, it happens, especially if you got more than one. And so I mean, you, you, you try—you try to get the—you try to keep the um, the flame, you know, at least sparked in there, going, so nothing goes completely out. But then all of a sudden, you wake up one day, and your kids are all out of the house. They're all growing up, and you look at it going, "Who are you? Oh no, who are you?" And so we have to learn how to cohabitate with each one of us. We still love each other. But it's like, how do we do this now? We don't have the kids. It's you and I. It was tough. It was hard. I'm not going to lie. But it's been the best thing that's happened to us. So... Make sure to live for yourself. Let your kids live for themselves. They're gonna make dumb. They're gonna make dumb moves. They're gonna make. They're gonna make some decisions that you're gonna scratch your head on. Believe me, ours have. But so did I, and so did my wife. And then we started living for ourselves, and we learned from those mistakes, and we become better people the longer we go. So live for yourself. And I say that softly because you have your your wife and your children. You might be living for, living with at the point you got to live for them too. That's your number one priority in life. Nobody else, okay? Live for yourself. Live, with, you know, be true to yourself. 
I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. That's a good one. How many men know how to express their feelings? They don't. Societal rules say don't show your feelings, don't show your, don't show your emotions. Suck it up, figure it out, be a man, don't cry, I'll give you something to cry about. So we've been, we've been shut down by society that we can't talk about our emotions or our feelings. But that's a lie. We can. And we should. It will actually empower you if you can talk about your feelings. And I understand that society is going, ah, you, come on. That happened a long time ago. Move on. Get over it. What's the big deal for God's sake? Those words hurt. Because somebody says somebody has said that to me countless times. I go, you don't know you don't know what's going on inside of me. So you have to pick your friends very cautiously and find people that will allow you to speak about your emotions and feelings. I go back to this one too. I wish I was more present with my kids when they needed me. The most. Remember kids look up to their parents as role models. And they will remember what you did versus what you said. Give them the greatest present of all. Your presence. Parents, I cannot say this enough. Right? Randy, what's wrong with the kids today? Mom, Dad, go look in the mirror. And and that might be harsh. You might be sticking. I mean, it might hurt. But that's the truth. Go look in the mirror. Your kids are looking up to you. Stick an iPad in their face and go do what you want to do. I mean, what do you expect? We have to be present for our kids. We have to be there for them. When, when, when Sally breaks up with Johnny, you can't just say there's more fish in the sea. That, that, that's, that's, that's not even being close to being empathetic. Your, your child needs to need you at that point in time. What do I do, Mom? My heart's broken. I don't know what to do. I don't worry about it. There's more fish in the sea. No, those are the wrong words to say. Yeah, Johnny, you know what? I know what that feels like, and, it, and it's hard, and it sucks, and it's not fun, and you might even think it's not fair, but the reality is it's just part of life. And you'll be okay. I know, I know how bad you're hurting right now. It's okay, hurt. That's what we're here for. We'll talk about it as much as you need to talk about it. But don't be stuck in it. It wasn't nothing to do with you. She might have said it has something to do with you, but it was nothing to do with you. They need us in those moments. They need us at a ball game. And, and maybe, maybe... <clears throat> Maybe you know my son had a bad ball, had a bad game in the field. Maybe you know he he makes these plays constantly all the time, and maybe it was just a bad day for him. Okay, I mean, he just wasn't having you know it was like his off game. And I was like, dang, what happened to you, kid? Mm-mm. Hey, son, how you doing? Nah, you know that was a pretty bad game. I go, ah, you know, look at you, you're a good fielder. And that's going to happen once in a while. But hey, let's look at what you did, man. You smacked that home run and got the tying run across the plate. All right? You'll, you'll have a better game next time. You don't have to beat our kids up and say, why'd you do that? What should you have done different? But 
At that moment in time, what they need is they need a dad's ear. They need a dad's heart. So be present for your children. I, I, I can't stress that enough, man. I really, my, my children are still all adults. I'm not still, <laughs> they're all adults. They're not kids anymore. I still, my wife still, every time we talk to them, we tell them how much we love them, how proud we are of them. Every time I see them, they all get a hug. My grandkids come up, they want to hug me. It's okay. Be present for your kids and for your grandkids. I wish I'd have followed my passion. You got to remember that there's no dress rehearsal. This is the show, so either get on stage or take a seat in the audience. Our time on this planet is short, so use each of your 1,440 minutes every day and follow your passion. Who knows where it might, might lead you? Follow your passion. You know, and maybe, maybe right at the present moment, you're, you're, you're supporting your family, you're busy working, right? And, and right now, that's, that's going to be the main focus that you got, but you can always focus on the passion down the road. And you can always, the one thing my wife and I would do is we would always take, especially well, when the kids were kids, we'd always take them like once a month and we'd go away with the kids. And then once the kids were all out, it was her working and me working, and we twice a month we would t- we would take we would take um, a three or four day weekend, and we would just go out of town. We would leave. Right. We were following our passion. I love to fish. Don't don't hate me. I love to hunt, cycle. Follow my passion. Do it. It doesn't have to be nothing big. Just make time for it. Take a look at how you spend your time during a week. Somebody had me do that one time to, to look at do a daily timetable. Man, I was, it woke me up bad. Like, wow. I need to start managing my time better. Sit down with your wife, your girlfriend. I need this day. Just to, even even if it's like if you're a cy- like for, let's take cyclists for for example, you know Saturday morning if you got nothing going Saturday morning with the kids or anything hey I'm I'm just gonna take off with the guys and be back, and you know a couple hours you guys can set the time up whatever. But do what's gonna make you feel good. You have to do it for yourself. I I, I promise you it'll it'll change, change your life whether you're a wife or whether you're a husband it doesn't matter. Follow your passion. And my wife and I have developed some different passions, but a lot of the same passions. It can, it, one of them is just simply sitting on the beach, whether it's in Maui or whether it's in Laguna Beach. Just sitting there together is a passion of ours. It doesn't have to be anything big. Okay? So... I want to. Um, I'm going to close with that one. That one little quote I gave you just a minute ago, because I thought I, I really believe it's a powerful quote. If you keep driving with your eyes on what you've left behind, you are bound to eventually crash. 
you can't go forward while you're looking backwards because you will crash. I promise you. I guarantee it. There's no doubt about that. Take the steps to get your eyes back on the road and see the scenery of today and focus on where you are going. Take your regrets. What can I learn from them? Sit down with with a mentor or somebody you trust. Talk about it. Write it all out. And then move forward. Own it. It's done and over with. You can't change it. You're you're not a bonehead. You're not a knucklehead. You're not stupid. You're not an idiot. You're, You're none of that. You're a human being that made a choice at the time that you thought was correct. So just own it. It's over with. And then move forward. Okay? So I hope this helps somebody. Um, it was brought brought up to my attention by, my, actually, by my sister-in-law. She goes, why would you do one on regret? I said, hey, that's a good idea. So, anyway, so that's that's it for, for today. Uh, my books, um, Healing the Wounded Child Within, in paperback, Kindle, and Audible. Also, my 30-day devotional in Kindle and paperback. And my 7-day challenge, which is just in paperback, all available on Amazon. All available on Amazon. They're all great books. They're healing books. Uh, a lot of hope and healing and healing doing with the child. So, if you feel so inclined, I appreciate if you would go to Amazon and pick up one of those books. Then, if you would even feel more inclined, just leave a, a nice little review for me. I would appreciate it. If you want to know more about what I do, um, visit my website changeyourlifestorynow.com my wife and I do pre-marriage marriage counseling, we work with addicts we work with abuse survivors both male and female and also the uh, Courageous Healers uh, CourageousHealers.org Courageous Healers Foundation where we help men and their families heal from the scars of sexual abuse alright, thank you for joining me on this episode and I will see you on the next one and remember if nobody tells you to Nobody tells you today they love you. Randy does. More importantly, God does. Be blessed, everybody. Love you all. This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. Please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. <laughs>